turn with me in the Bibles to John chapter 3. John chapter 3, there's my case in underneath there. All right, I needed some glasses, all right. John chapter 3, so I'm going to give you just a moment to get me some. My grandmother used to call them spectacles. Anybody ever? She, I, amen, amen. I remember that. Need these spectacles. <laughs> oh, mercy. I guess the reason why she called it that because it'll tickle you to hear how I read if I don't have them on. <laughs> I want you to make sure that I, you know that I'm reading from the King James Bible. Amen. <laughs> you got your place there in John chapter 4 and verse 23 we'll begin uh, reading. I, actually, uh, we may go up to verse 21. And if you'd like to stand with us in reverence to the Word of God and also to stretch your legs. You've been stretching, uh, sitting for a little bit. These long-winded singers, you know how they are. <laughs> the Bible says in John chapter 4, verse 21, Jesus saith unto her, speaking that to, about the woman at the well, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. I'll pause for just a moment. You can tell already what the conversation is about. It's about worship. And it's amazing to me. Let me just throw this out to you. It's not the message. But in John chapter 3, Jesus had the conversation of the most important thing in the world, and that's salvation. He did that with a man individually, Nicodemus. And it's just amazing to me that it just, just points out to me that God's interested in the individual. Right. He's interested in every one of you. There's no one that's in, more important than the other. Right. So God in chapter 3 is, is uh, talking about salvation. He'd have no man to go to hell, but he'd have all men to be saved. And that's woman too, amen? Right. Uh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. But on the very next chapter... The conversation begins with the woman at the well about worship. So I think salvation is very important for sure, isn't it? So Jesus with this lady, this woman talks about, I guess we better call her woman right now. She becomes a lady, but right now she's just a woman. Uh, but uh, God brought up this conversation about worship, or she brought it up. But anyway, they're talking about worship. But anyway, going back to our reading here in verse 23, the Bible says, but the hour, Jesus says in verse 23, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. Boy, that's a strong verse phrase right there. Verse 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must. Here's an imperative here that you must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I, Jesus here in this verse gives some guidelines for worship. You know, I've been in church all my life, praise the Lord. As it's been said by a lot of people, my mom and dad drugged me when I was little. <laughs> they drugged me to... You know, Sunday school, Sunday morning service, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and all the revivals. I was drugged all through my younger life. Amen. <laughs> that's the way I am. That's why I am the way I am. Amen, I guess. Uh, but God's been good to me. Amen. And it blessed me. But uh, I tell you what, what I was getting to, though, it's been a lot of times I've went to church, and I didn't do any worshiping the Lord. And you'd have to probably admit that, too. 
A lot of times we come and we don't have worship on our minds by no means. But that, as the song says in the title of my message this, this morning is brethren and sisters, we have met to worship. That's, if, we don't, if we leave this building this morning and haven't worshiped the Lord, you might as well have stayed home. I mean, you enjoy the meal and everything in just a moment, but the most important thing we could do, by the way, we're going to be celebrating our independence of our nation in just a few days. But, but you, did you know that that's the reason why, mostly the reason why uh, they came over on the May, Mayflower was so that we could have freedom to worship, to do exactly what we're doing here this morning. Man, I don't want to take it for granted to you if they went to all that trouble so that we could do this. Not just to assemble, but to worship the Lord. I better get in the message. I'm not going to get done. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to preach. Pray that you touch us, Lord. May I say exactly what you have us to say. No more, no less. We ask it in your precious and holy and righteous name. The name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing with us this morning. I got, as I was thinking about, Lord, do I, do I really worship you when I go to church? I got to th asking myself some questions about worship. And uh, you may know already know the, the answers, but you know what? It probably won't hurt to be reminded of the answers that I'm going to give you this morning. Number one, what is worship? What is worship? I, I believe that would be a very important. If you're going to worship the Lord, I want to know what worship is, <laughs> brother. Well, I look, you know, the best thing to do to study your Bible, one of the best tools that you can use to study your Bible, first of all, is your Bible. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a give me there, isn't it? But the second best tool that, I, tool that I have to study my Bible is my dictionary. Just go to the Webster's Dictionary and say, well, I think I know what worship means. Well, go look it up. It'll surprise you. Sometimes the words don't say what they, you think they say. But anyway, this one pretty well did, <laughs> I'll say. But it, it was a little bit of difference than that, that I thought. But the word worship, as I was reading through the definition, two words come up to my attention that I want to give you this morning. The two words are, number one, is thanksgiving. To worship the Lord, you must be thankful. And so we're living in a day where the Bible says men will be what? Ungrateful. They'll be unthankful. So we're going to have to fight this ungratefulness because that's the sign of the times and we're living in the last days, I believe. So we've got to, we've got to fight this ungratefulness and be thankful to the Lord. Boy, we've got so much to thank the Lord for, don't we? We sing a song that says, I've got so much to thank you for. And the, the song written by Robert Deal actually comes from a time in his life when he is kind of despondent and discouraged. But the Lord laid it on his heart to, to get a piece of paper and start writing on the piece of paper all the things he had to be thankful for. And he realized quickly that he couldn't get it all on one piece of paper. So he turned the paper over and started writing again. And he got down to the bottom of the, of the paper and he said, I've got so much to thank you for. Amen. My friend, that's what worship is. Worshiping the Lord is, is coming to church. And, and you don't have to worship the Lord. I'll get to that in a minute. You don't have to be at church. But that's one of the best places to be. Because I like getting on my knees and worshiping the Lord. Let me just throw this in. When's the last time you've just come to the altar to worship the Lord? 
You know, this, this altar is not just for salvation. You understand? This, this altar is not just for uh, confessing your sins. Although, yes, you need to use it. But, you know, one of the greatest things we can use at the altar is to worship the Lord. You say, Brother Bray, I can worship him at my seat. Yes, you can. But, my friend, as I study the Bible, I see where worship is a physical thing. Most of the time when people are worshiping the Lord, I, I see them on their knees. I'm not saying you have to be, but my friend, we need to get back to serious worshiping of the Lord and praising Him. I believe we praise Him this morning and we can worship Him and praise Him. Amen. And uh, uh, God's been good. No, another word for, other than thanksgiving, and we, I could spend the, all the whole message on that part. Be thankful to the Lord. But the, uh, the other word that came to my attention was the word adoration. Yeah. Adoration. You know, we, we adore a lot of things, don't we? Right. We adore, adore a lot a little baby. But you know what? There's not only one thing that's adorable, adorable all the time, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Amen. And every way that we can look at him, he, he's, he, he looks good. Amen. He's adorable. And, and I... We, uh, the song, the Christmas song says it this way. Oh, come, let us adore him. He's worthy of our adoration. And talking about how awesome he, he is. Now, let me just give you this thought. The word in the Bible, terrible. The Bible uses the word terrible as the same as the word we use, awesome. So when you see the word the Bible says uh, that God is terrible, it's saying that he's awesome. <laughs> That's what it's saying. Hey, you know what I just thought about this, Pastor? It'd be good for you just when you pray and say, Lord, you're awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, would y'all say that with me? I, I believe that'd be appropriate. Lord, you're awesome. You're an awesome God. Amen. I, I'm not trying to be charismatic or nothing like that. I'm just trying to be biblical uh, and just worship the Lord and tell him how great he is. Uh, oh, come, let us adore him. Worship him with thanksgiving and, and adoration. Quickly moving on, what is worship? Worship is thanksgiving and adoration. But this is a good question you might want to ask yourself. Who can worship? Boy, that's very important. Uh, I, I couldn't help. Y'all forgive me. I can't, I can't help but notice uh, signs on uh, church signs. And I, I don't know if y'all have what you have on there. And I, I wouldn't be criticizing yours for anything. I'm criticizing the ones down the street now. Because <laughs> we ain't there. But, but one of them, uh, bless their hearts. It's okay, you, as long as you say bless their hearts before you say what you're going to say, it's okay to say anything, is it? <laughs> but, you know, they, they, they said, you know, come and celebrate the 4th or our independence with us. You know, Usually you see on the signs, come, and that's okay. Uh, usually you see on the signs, come and worship with us. Well, that's what we've come to do. And, but, you know, the way I think that we've said it so much, come worship with us, we kind of give the world an idea that anybody can come worship the Lord. But that's not true, my friend. There's some, there's some qualifications of worship. You say, Brother Braid, really? Uh, well, let's check and see if you're qualified. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's, it's right here in the Bible, in verse 23, the last part, or excuse me, the, uh, verse 24. 
God is a spirit, and they that worship him must. You've got to do it this way, my friend. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. You, you must, I believe that when it says spirit, that's talking about your salvation. Because your spirit is able to, to worship somebody, you've got to be able to, to communicate. And the only way you can communicate with God is to have his spirit inside you. They that worship God must worship him in spirit. You've got to be able to communicate with him. In spirit and in what? Truth. In truth. You say that when you go to God and you say, Lord, I love you and I worship you. You better mean it from your heart. Or it's not worship. You've got to worship him in spirit and truth. The Bible says if we say that we love him and keep not his commandments, we lie and do not the truth. Hey, listen, uh, if you're not living right, you can't worship God. Uh, you've got to, if the Bible says, David says, if, if I uh, regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And don't, wouldn't you agree with me? I'm a pretty simple, simple preacher, but wouldn't you agree with me to worship the Lord? He's got to hear you. <laughs> Amen. Come before him with spirit and in truth. Worship him in spirit and in truth. And uh, let's go on to the next thought here quickly. Uh, when's a good, or let's skip that one and come back to that one. <laughs> where, where is a good place to worship? Or, or, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. Where's a good place to worship? Well, as I've already mentioned, here with God's people. I mean, if you're supposed to be in God's house and you're out on the creek bank, somebody would say, well, I can worship God on the creek bank. Yeah, you can, but if you're out on the creek bank when you should be in church, you're not right with God, so therefore you cannot worship. <laughs> and the Bible also says he inhabits the praise of his people. So that means when, when we praise him, he, he, he shows himself among us. Amen. He... he uh, uh, comes among us. He manifests himself among us when we praise him. What better time to praise him than when he's around? Yeah. Amen. A good place to praise the Lord is in church with God's people. But you know what? I will confess that I pr praise and worship the Lord going down the, the road driving my truck. You know, yes, sir, I have. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll confess to you. I have driven with my hands up, using my, my, my knee to drive, you know. That's okay, as long as you don't wreck, amen. But I believe the Lord will watch out for you. I believe, I believe that other hand will pick up for you. I just don't, I don't know, I don't know. But I, I believe if you worship in God, you'll be okay. But you better be making sure you're in the spirit <laughs> when you do that. But I tell you what, some of the sweetest times of worship for me has just been driving down the road, maybe driving our bus going down the road. Amen. Just worshiping him, just telling him, telling him how much you love him and you worship him. But let's go back to another thing I was thinking about is why worship? Now, some of you would say, Brother Brady, that's a, that's a no-brainer. You don't even have to cover why worship the Lord. Well, let's talk about it just a minute. Number one, worship him for, for one reason, because he commands it, does he not? He commands it throughout his word, uh, he, he, he demands, I should say, demands his, if you keep your notes, he demands his, our worship. 
But wouldn't you say this, and boy, I hope to get a really good amen right here. Wouldn't you say that he deserves our worship? Boy, I tell you, and nobody else deserves it. The singing groups doesn't deserve it. The preachers doesn't deserve worship. Only one person in your life deserves your worship. You know who, you know who really wants your worship but, but shouldn't ever get it? That's the devil. That was the whole reason why he was thrown out of heaven. He wanted the worship. You better make sure you give your worship to one person, and that's God Almighty. Why worship him? He demands it. He deserves it. But boy, I like this thought. He desires our worship. Oh my, that touches me every time I say that because to know that a God in heaven desires something that I have, and that's worship. I see that, and you see it too probably in the last part of verse 23. The Bible says, For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Boy, right there I want to say, Here I am, Lord. Let me do it. Do you feel that way? Let me, let me worship you, Lord. You need more worshipers because you deserve it. You demanded it, so, and you desire it. Let me be one of those that worship you. Now, I, by, by the way, I, well, that'll get into my next point. Let me <laughs> hold off on that. We, we've talked about what is worship, where, where we can worship, and why we should worship, and when we should worship. Well, let's talk about that, when we should worship. When we should worship. I, I don't know if I've ever said anything about that or not, but, but anyway, let's talk about it again if I have. <laughs> but in verse 23, the Bible says, but the hour, Jesus says, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Bible says now is the time of worship. And I, I'll close with this thought. When is a good time to worship the Lord? Now. Now. That's what the Bible says. Now. Now is, Jesus says. But the hour cometh and now is. Now is the accepted time of worship, worshiping the Lord. But I, I bring this question up because we're bad. I know at least I'm bad to do this. Lord, as soon as you save my loved one, well, I'm going to really worship you. I may even stand up in church and do a testimonial. You know, Lord, if you just do this for me, I'll really get vocal with my praise and my worship. Lord, if you'll save my loved one, Lord, if you'll heal me of this disease, I'll, I'll be, Lord, I'm going to worship you like I've never worshiped you before. Why wait? Why wait? He deserves it just as much now as he would after you've been healed or after he saved your loved ones. He's worthy of your worship now. I see this very, illustrated very well in Matthew chapter 15. And would y'all turn there for just a moment and then we'll finish up the message right here with just a few verses. I don't want to go too long. Um, Matthew chapter 15, and you know this is probably as the story of the Syrophoenician woman who had a, a daughter that was possessed with the devil. You remember that story? Well, this is another place where it's told about here in Matthew. Matthew chapter, we'll begin in verse 21. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. And we're talking about the thought of when is a good time to worship the Lord. When is a good time? 
the Bible says in verse 21, Then Jesus went thence and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, How mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. <laughs> I have to pause and say this. They, she wasn't crying after them. <laughs> Disciples got that wrong. Uh, they, they got a little bit high-minded. They thought, they, she's crying after us. No, not worried about y'all. You ain't, y'all ain't the man. <laughs> In verse 24, but he answered, Jesus answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he basically, in that verse, just kind of what? Brushes her away. Seems to be. But the Bible, notice what the Bible says. She don't run off with her feelings hurt. In verse 25, then came she, and here's the word, worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. <laughs> My friend, this, this woman realized there was no plan B. She had an audience with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of mankind, right in front of her. She's going to take advantage of it. Amen. And what our problem a lot of times is, is we've got plan Bs. If, I, I just want to stick with plan A. <laughs> that God's going to help us. Amen. Stick with plan A, and that's why she should. But notice she, she was worshiping before Jesus did anything for her. Now, what I'm about to read to you now would have ran most of us off. Notice what Jesus said in verse 26. But he answered and said, It is not meat, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Ooh, man. Mm, that kind of hurt. That kind of stepped on my pride, Lord. you referring to me as a dog. But notice what she says. She didn't get her feelings hurt again. You know what she basically says? That's exactly right, Lord. <laughs> notice what she says in verse 27. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Amen. Amen. She had the humility. She had the humility that she needed to get what she wanted. Amen. And you must have that humility. That's part of worship, my friend, is humbling yourself before God. That's the reason why I make a big deal about bowing before God. I, I believe when the Bible says that she worshiped him, I, I can't prove it, but if I, you know, I believe when I get to heaven, I can prove it. I'm going to ask her. <laughs> said, were you bowing right here? I believe she'll say she was. I believe that was her sign of worship. She was bowing before the Lord. And, and notice what Jesus said. No, she didn't get aggravated. She didn't get her feelings hurt. She didn't get mad. She says in verse 27, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Notice what Jesus does. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from the very, from that very hour. Jesus did, basically, you know what Jesus did? 
whatever you want. He wrote, he wrote her a blank check. <laughs> Would you like a blank check from Jesus today? <laughs> How about getting back to worshiping him? I know we don't do it for that. But if we, if we got back to, I'll, I'll end by saying this. If we got back to worshiping him, he may get back to working for us. Amen. You think you just concentrate on what you're supposed to do, and that's the worshiping, and he'll do what he wants to do, and that's work in your life. Amen. Just worship the Lord, because that's what we're here for, to worship him. I don't want to get to heaven and have to take 101 worship classes. <laughs> I want to get in there and jump in right in the midst of worshiping him, <laughs> Amen, because he's worthy of all our worship. Pastor said we could do the invitation. I'd like for the girls to come and sing. This song says, did I mention that I love him, that I worship and adore him? When I can't see the way, he makes a way. Did I mention that he's been faithful to every promise that he's ever made me? I love him, the song says, that's all I want to say. The lady that wrote this song, Kyle Rowland, many of you probably know, she tells the story how she was uh, uh, worshiping the Lord in, in her uh, building outside of their uh, house there. She was in the building worshiping the Lord, and she was about to leave the building. And this is where she got the inspiration for the song. She said, as I was walking outside, starting to walk outside of the building, I grabbed the handle. And she said it felt like I was just leaving the Lord in that building. That his presence was so strong at that time. So she looked back after she grabbed the handle and said, Did I mention that I love you? <laughs> and she took that phrase and wrote the rest of the song. Did I mention that I love you, that I worship and adore you? When I can't see the way, you make a way. Let's stand with the heads bowed. Maybe you'd just like to come and worship Him this morning. Maybe you're somebody that's not qualified for worship. You're not saved. Maybe you're not qualified because you're not right with God. My friend, you could get all that settled this morning. Several have already come, I'm sure, just to worship the Lord. Pastors down at the front. If anybody needs Him, He's available. But they're going to sing this song. As they sing, you come. If God's dealt with your heart. David, sing the praises of the glory of Jehovah. Paul preached that all is lost, save knowing Christ. Little John said he is precious by leaning on his bosom so for a moment may i humbly testify did i mention
getting ready here. That's why that was already on. And um, we have four coming for baptism, and uh, each one's been saved. Uh, Lily, actually, she rides our van, and uh, she was saved here uh, in camp a couple years ago, and she's needed to be baptized, and we've tried several times, and it hasn't worked out, and so uh, we praise the Lord. She's here today, and we'll be able to baptize her. We're looking forward to that. And then uh, Angie, Angela Price's children, uh, have gotten saved here at our church and Sunday school and VBS, and, uh, and they want to be baptized as well. So we're excited to have them follow the Lord in believers' baptism this morning, and uh, they're getting their things, and they will be out uh, here just in a second. So we're excited uh, to have our baptismal here and uh, be able to do that. And so um, praise the Lord. What a, what a blessing the... Uh, whole morning has been. Appreciate that message, Brother Rochester. Thank you so much for that. Looking forward to the afternoon and, uh, and having the afternoon service as well. If you weren't planning on staying for lunch, um, maybe you came and you didn't realize it was a special day, you are more than welcome to stay. Don't, don't feel like because you didn't know uh, that you're not welcome. You are absolutely welcome to stay for lunch here on the grounds 
and uh, we're looking forward to having a, a picnic. And I, I don't believe it's rained outside, so I think we're all set. And uh, we plan on get, going through and getting our food and going outside and eating. And then when everyone has gotten their food and uh, when they will be coming back in, then uh, we will plan on uh, starting our afternoon service. We're, we're tentatively looking at, took my watch off, we're tentatively looking at about one, uh, might be a little sooner than that, so it might be about uh, uh, about quarter to one maybe roughly. So we're, we're trying to slide about an hour for everyone to eat, and if we need a little more time, that's okay. We're just kind of playing it by ear and rolling with it. So are they ready? Come bring, they can come on out. All right. We, we still haven't got everything worked out.